Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. I only watched a little bit. I really got to watch more, but I don't have so much time. Dan working a lot of hours to watch a lot of this stuff. But I mean, Impact is coming has is coming along. I mean, they've got such a hole to dig themselves out of from the Dixie Carter days. I mean, God bless Scott Demore because he's taken on a bigger task than I'd want to. I mean, you've got, I mean, Dixie Carter screwed Impact royally. Uh, you know, so he's digging them out of what they, you know, digging them out of the hole that she put them in. And, they, you know, somebody was commenting about, wow, women in wrestling having more ratings than Impact. And it's like, yeah, well, but wow syndicated. Impact is on a smaller channel like that with Access TV. They're doing all right. You know, uh, is keeping that ship afloat down there. So, I mean, I got to watch it more. Sometimes when I try to watch it, it's one of those that goes on too long a little bit. It's just like keeping my interest sometimes. It's not the shit on it because the product is one of the better ones. I think if they had a little more funds, a little more things going on coming from Anthem, I think they could do a lot more. I mean, they've got Moose down there and love that guy. He should be the face of the company because, and I don't even know if he's on the next pay-per-view, but he's the guy free for a while. He's, he has it, you know, not just, you could turn him. I thought they would have, could have turned him and ran with him during the Kenny Omega belt collector thing. And he came to, uh, was it to Jacksonville to go after, go after Kenny and had that match, tremendous match. And that could have propelled and I would have, I would have probably turned Moose babyface because it was about getting that belt back. Right. And he was defending impact, which he didn't have to do because he should for himself. But that was something that I think that they could have done where they could have turned him face and pushed that guy to the moon. He's got everything. He's got it. You know, you can't, you don't know exactly what it is. You can't create it. You can't, whatever. you just know it when you see it and he's got it. But then that you've also got other guys like Steve Macklin. There's another guy that I like. They turned him face and they turned him right back shortly after to heal when they had their honor no more going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like we talked about a couple, last time, well, uh, Paul Underf, backward, backward, and then nobody cares. You can't keep doing that. Because right. then I can't get emotionally invested with somebody who's going to screw you over. It's like dating a chick that cheats on you all the time. You can't really get emotionally involved with her because she's cheating on you. You know it's going to happen again. Sure. So... Uh, you know, but it's one of those things where I think he's, he's another guy that they could really be doing a lot with, you know, um, I love the violent by design thing. Cause when it comes down to character, not just Circus de Soleil, you know, what they're doing with Sammy Callahan coming into the group and changing the group over. I didn't like how they quote unquote killed off, um, Eric, Eric Young when they killed, killed him off with that whole nice scene. I don't like that. You can't do that. I mean, there's, you know, he just committed a, because it's supposed to be based on realism. Don't say, well, it's just, a, it's just a performance. Then I don't, I can't get emotionally involved in it. You know, I mean, even if you watch a show on TV, if you watch the, you know, Yellowstone, we talked about if John, John Denton goes and uh, kills somebody in downtown Yellowstone, he's going to get arrested. Like, so this, and this show here is a, it's supposed to be a tell the backdrop is essentially it's a UFC. It's a televised event. 
he just killed somebody on a televised event. I don't care if it's a backstage segment or what. They cut backstage to have an in interview with with Masvidal, and he stabs Edwards. The cops are arresting him. Okay. You know, the, like with Conor McGregor when he threw that uh, dolly through the window. Same kind of thing. You can't. You you have to have something based on some realism because that makes it takes away from the show. I can't explain it just for me, especially for me, especially I just look at it and go, I can't do it. Can't watch it. It's like, I don't like that, but you know, but I like what the, they've come around and done the violent by design new members. God bless Joe, Joe Doring. Cause he's got that brain tumor, yes. you know, and uh, as you know, me and cancer, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, my sister passed away from it and it's just, and seeing this guy, you know, he came from Ontario. He went over and he was in all Japan. He was a, he was a big star there, you know, and, and this kind of shit, you know, hope he recovers and comes back. You know, I like the big guy knew what his role was in the company. Made you believe you know, those guys, like I said, nothing seemed contrived, made you believe need more guys like that in impact or any company. Cause that's what gets the product over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, uh, I mean, I was like Josh Alexander, you know, the Ontario guy, you know, I knew him starting out, helped uh, train some, him and some of the guys down at uh, Living Legends when they were, when they, they were starting out back in, was it 2002, one, one or two, something like that. I'd go down and help train some of the guys there at that time. And, uh, but I mean, yeah, I can't say we really knew, knew him. But, you know, but it's like he's an Ontario guy, Hamilton guy down there. and He's doing well. He's the workhorse. Yeah, he is. And he, good match. He's good. Great match. I saw him. He had a match in in uh, Guelph there last time I saw him live. Great match with a guy from out in BC. I can't remember his name. Who it was, but it was a good match. Fans were into it. You can, he's got that, you know, those guys that can have that match with anybody. I mean, he could take my old ass and get me to a good match. So, <laughs> right. So and he's got Rich Swan coming up. I don't know what it is. Rich Swan can do a lot of things. I don't know. It's just he's been there too long, featured too long, and I'm just, eh. All right. Uh, it, okay. He's there. He, he reminds me a lot of Cody Kingston. He, he's there. He's got so much athletic ability. Yeah. But there's nothing really there that, for me, draws me as a top face or top heel right? yeah i don't know it's just that you haven't given him the, the leeway to, to build a character or he just doesn't believe in himself uh, and again kind of the last podcast is that you have to be able to, to take you jack yourself up and make people believe in you so they'll want to buy merchandise and they'll want to buy the storylines you're in and the bookers have to book that character yes they can't come and ask you to be something else you know, uh, I mean, it's great. He comes out, he's got those goggles. You found what is, what is his character? Like, you know, it's, it's like one of those things where, uh, I don't know. It, I don't know what it is. I think maybe he's been there too long and featured too long. It was like Eddie Edwards for a while till they turned him. It was the same Eddie Edwards comes out fighting, fighting for impact wrestling and, you know, getting the crap kicked out of him all the time and having a dis the dissension with his wife. And then all of a sudden they come together and overcome the bag. You know, you see that so many times it's like, oh, so when are they going to do this again? Like just finish it, get to what you got to get to, you know, maybe it's cause he, because he's been there so long that 
you know, like with the Kofi Kingston in their song, but I love them in New Day. You know, I'm missing Big E because those guys, those three together, you know, it's like taking that piece out of the puzzle just doesn't seem right. Absolutely. You know, Big E is, but Big E was, was gold over there with that. But it, it, it's, I don't know, man, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I don't really care to see Rich Swan versus Josh. It's a good match, but that's a impact match or impact. What, uh, what's their show? Uh, impact. Um, what's their Thursday night show called? They call it something, don't they? Or do they have a name for it? Oh, yeah. Huh. But it's not, I, to me, it's not a pay-per-view match. Right? People shit on me for saying that, but to me, I'm just like, huh? Yeah. You know, but I, I mean, I want to see something else other than, you know, but I, I don't want to see the Josh Alexander, that personal whatever thing again, like they did with Moose, like they did with Bully, like they, figure something else out for him because he can do, have a hell of a match with anybody. Yes. Just figure something else, put him in another direction, you know? Um, in, in my opinion, I mean, Rich Swan. That's not good. Rich Swan versus Josh Alexander is not going to make me buy the pay per view. Well, and it's not because of their lack of talent. No, no. there's another promotion, promotion that has a lot of, of, of wrestling minds in there. Yeah, right. You have the fact that he's writing Santino Rala. You know, well, he's a um, a character piece. He's got a good wrestling mind. You know, he took shit and turned it into gold in the WWE. Yeah, you know, a comedy character. You want to come up as a, a, a serious character, and he was told, "No, you're going to do this." And it's like, and fine. And he made it, and he made people want him. And you know? he can be a serious character, badass, because he Absolutely. is. He's a he's a black belt in judo. He can go, so it's not like he can't. You know, well, but, but but everybody, find your what your role is, and find he found his. How long was he WWE? Fourteen years, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. He made a he got a paycheck for 14 years pro wrestling, and people say, "Oh, well, it was a comedy character that he got paid well for." That's right. So God bless him, Absolutely. you know. And people people will remember. You mentioned you go to any WWE show or any wrestling fan or even casual fans or people outside of it. And you say Santino, not just around here. Oh, yeah, the WWE guy because well, he got over. Well, why do you think he got his cream back? They didn't want him. They weren't going to pay for it. Oh, he did they? Sure he got it. That's, That's why he's got, got it on impact. impact. Oh, really? That's why he is Santino Morello. Well, I was wondering because he on, uh, well, you know, we'll get in NWA, but NWA, they had him as Sam Tima, yep. Sam, T- Sam Tina, whatever. Sort of and it's like, so I wonder if, if it was him or if it was Impact that now yeah. owns, owns a trademark. Yeah, I believe he owns a trademark. Yeah. Should have brought it with him over to, over to NWA, that whole Sam Tima thing. Yeah. It was funny, but. I'm not. Let's not talk about the wedding ever again. <laughs> ever, ever again. Never was. That's right. Never let's never talk about that again. Right. So, so keeping on the track with Santino, I love the the the, um, the enforcement character he's got. Yes. Uh, I saw the, the piece that he had with uh, uh, Bubba Ray, actually Billy Bully Ray and uh, Tommy Jr. Um, I love the um, the comic guy that he's got. And the authority figure um, wannabe, because, because he is he's cool. He, he really engages you. You enjoy the mispronunciations, the the um, the whole wanting to be tough but firm but fun. Yeah. Right. And having that almost. He's got uh, that character down, like we were talking about 100%. in the last one. He doesn't need WWE direction to go. No, do this. He's got that so down. Absolutely. And if I was one, a lot of these other companies. When it comes to like, especially NWA had him in, 
Billy Cor Billy Corgan pay him, bring him in, and have him work with these guys for their character. You know, don't make them a character. Bring out their character because he did it with himself. He can probably figure out how to do it with these other guys. Like there's guys like and, and like I said, just when it comes to NWA, that Corgan and the, or AW or uh, sorry AEW can hire to bring in to help with these guys, be it promos, be it you know, be it um, their character, be it how they're structuring their matches. There's these guys out there, like a Santino. It doesn't have to be a Kevin Sullivan, a Jim Cornette. Um, I said we'd never mentioned Vince Russo, so let's try not to. Um, let's see who else is it. Like, there's those guys that are there that could come, you know, and Al Snow. I know he's running his own company, but there's an example of another guy that knows wrestling. There's tons, there's tons of talent out there. there. It, it comes, comes down, down to whether or not someone's going to pay them and whether or not the talent's going to listen to them. Because unfortunately, this day and age, they see what WWE does and what they want to do. And there's such a resistance to that because it is the quote unquote WWE way or the highway versus, you know what? This is how you develop a character. This is how you develop superstars. The only reason, aside from a couple of names, AEW is all built on WWE talent. For a lot, of, a lot of it, yeah, they got right. a, they've got a few yeah, of those, claim, few of those pillars. Britt Baker, you know, MJ, MJF, Hook, but there's not a there's guys that can get there. These pillars, these guys are not yet to be the main guys. They're the pillars. They're the guys that these guys should be. If they're listening to these other guys now, like John Moxley, like Chris Jer like uh, Chris Jericho, like Punk when he was there, uh, even FTR and those guys. Yeah. If they're listening to them now. They will be those guys in about five years. Now's the time to take that in. But like you said, if they want to listen, man, these, and I'll say it, these guys, a lot, a lot of these guys are indie guys getting a great payday. Use this opportunity to learn from those. Go sit under the learning tree. Come here, fat basso. That's, uh, that, that, that's, that's, you know, uh, one of those things back in, um, back in Bill Watts territory, Mid-South, you know, uh, Ernie Ladd, he said to, Barry Darso or Crusher Khrushchev. Yeah. Come here, Fat Darso, sit under the learning tree. You know, because he, he was trying to tell him something. He wouldn't, he, the match was whatever, and he brought him in to teach him. But Darso, when he, you saw him after his transition in Mid South to the end of his time there to when he went over to NWA Mid Atlantic, take a look at him. He learned from Ernie Ladd. He learned from Bill Watts. He learned from all those guys there. How do you think those guys in those territories were so good and why? Because they drove in car to get cars together for hours and they learned. When I started out, we were still driving to places. I drive North Bay. I drove to Armfar. I drove to Quebec, to Miskamine. I drove to Ohio. I drove to Indiana and all the New York, different places. You drove together. You know, it'd be, you know, my, myself, Quan Chang, Igor, uh, Shooter Sean Brown, uh, Danger, Danger Boy, not Derek Wilde, the mass Danger Boy. You know, um, the real danger boy, you know, and I'd sit there and I would listen to those guys and I would learn. And that's how you learn and get better. I didn't think, well, shit, I know it all. No, I don't know it all. Shut up and listen. You know what I mean? You know, that was one of the things, you know, uh, when I was getting in, it was less of this, the mouth going and more of this listening. And when you did that, you learned. That's how you learned when you started out. Oh, you know, my, my dad, dad said, you know, good Lord gave you two ears and one mouth. You should do twice the listening as you do the talking. 
Absolutely. That's how people get ahead in life and in business, right? All those people who have names and have built themselves, they've been able to do that. Right? Yep. Look at the acclaim. They're young, they're eager, but boy, uh, one, the, the uh, caster, I believe, yeah. the one that does the rapping, yeah. what, what a talent, <laughs> yeah. right? And the other guy is good too. Bowens is great too. He knows his spot. That's right. You know, they, they mesh well, so well together. But you look at the guns as well. You're damn right they're listening because Billy probably whooped their ass. Sure. You know, like uh, when I started and I was on those Northern Ontario tours going up to Moosey Moose Factory. I mean, I didn't know who Edge and Christian and these Joey Legend, those guys were. I just knew they'd been around. They're in and Bill Scullion, you know, um, that Big Daddy Hammer, uh, Jake Steele or Jacob Kane then. And those guys... I knew they'd been around. I knew I wasn't around. So I'm going to shut up like, and listen. You know, it's like anything. If I'm going to go, if, I'm, if I went and took uh, auto shop in, in high school and I'm going to apprentice at a, at, a, uh, at a garage, I'm not going to go in there thinking I know everything because I've changed a few tires and, and, and a couple of oil changes. I'm going to shut my mouth and learn. Learn how to replace an engine. Learn how to do the brakes. Learn how to do these other things. And that's what I did when I went up, you know, when I went in and I was going, like I said, up to Moose and Moose. I hung out with those guys. I shut up and listened to everything they said. That's how you learn. And it's, like I said, I didn't even know, you know, like, like you said, if these guys had listened. These guys are being paid to listen. I was only there because I, because I loved wrestling and I wanted to learn as well. And I didn't realize I wanted to learn. I was going because I loved wrestling. And then when I got there, I realized I got to learn. I can learn from these guys because these guys had been. Some have been. They've been to Japan, all over the United States, Canada, North America. Some have been to Mexico and things like that. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to listen to what they have to say. And that's how you learn. You learn from guys that have been there. And I didn't know the, who these guys were at the time, but I knew they'd been there. So I'm going to start listening, right? And that's the thing. It's it's especially with Tony Khan, he's got to stop being these guys' friends. Be like, hey, start listening. Well, I can take that paycheck away from you because they're getting paid some good money. Go back to the Indies making, making 100 bucks a shot. See how that works out for you. You know, I mean, and, and not to be rude about it, I mean, I love the Indies too, but it's like you they've got this opportunity. Use it because there's a whole lot of guys there you can be learning from. Don't just be sick of fans and follow the elite. We hate CM Punk. Don't listen to him. Yeah, when the elite's gone, where's that going to get you? Because from him, you can learn what the WWE style is and what they can take to make that he knows that can make him better there, but also make him attractive to a WWE. So they may get more money in a contract. Not that they want to may want to go to WWE. They may be content there, but it'll make them better there as well. Or get them to Japan for some bookings and things along those lines. So it's like, just shut up and listen. You know, especially these young guys, just because you're Tony Khan's buddy. You know, I mean, I was reading Jungle. That's the thing with Jungle Boy, Tony Khan's buddy. It's like, who cares if you're their buddy? You know, it's like one thing with my company, IPW, the guys that I have there, I'm buddies with them, sure. But they, when I, when I, we talk and go over what we're going to do, they listen. But of course, I listen to them too because they're there for a reason. You know, and it's like, well, no. And then if it's not what I, the direction I want, I'll tell them and then they'll come up with something we'll, and we work together. But it's very, it's a very um, cohesively putting it together. And I mean, I don't know, like uh, sometimes I think with AEW, the inmates run the asylum, you know, and that's a, and see, and that's the difference when it comes to impact. The inmates don't run the asylum there. I mean, Scott Demore has a lot of experience. 
He's been around a long time. He's done well too. He's wrestled, you know, he's wow. done, done the whole, the whole nine yards as well. He's not just a guy that wanted to be a booker. And when you talk about you're starting a company, you want to bring guys in. I'm surprised Tony Khan wasn't looking at a guy like Scott Demore, you know, because he brought in Don Callis from impact. But when things were starting up, I don't know why they wouldn't have brought. And there's another guy, Don Callis, man, start listening to this guy. I mean, look at the booking he did in Impact and how good it was. But getting back to Scott Demore, and you look at Impact, the inmates don't run the asylum. I think it's that that uh, uh, they work together a good. Um, they're cohesive, but it's it's that uh, a good blend of put working together to get to their end what they want. And he, you know, Scott Demore is in control. Nobody's screwing with him going, I'm, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm going to go get into a fight in the back. I'm not going to do this finish. I mean, he had some guys like temp, take temper tantrums like Austin Aries. And oh. then how long did he last? Like he was gone after that. It's like, you know, got, he's that? got that reputation. You could run into that to anyone, but that's, that's the difference between AEW and um, impact. And it's got the more runs that ship. Well, look at how well he built BCW. Oh yeah. Right. That's how he got into Impact, right? Yeah. Because he saw the talent that he had, that he was bringing people in. The, the people that were originally bringing in were from his shows, yeah, right? So, of course, you're going to bring in the wrestling mind that's helped build these characters. And now they've actually given him the keys to be able to run the ship. Now you have to give him the funds to get more exposure, right? They should have a syndication long before WoW does. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but CHCH should have Impact <clears throat> Wrestling, not... Well. Well, it's wow. all those NBC affiliates, yes. right? But then there's that political thing because NBC is, you know, with with Raw, they may not, they may let them have Wow on, but they may not. No, you're not gonna have Impact. True. So, but you never know, like, because that's they're yeah, they're on the NBC affiliate, right? The Peacock or Universal affiliates. Yes. Yeah. So, but I mean, CH isn't an NBC. No, there's so, access or whatever that, that independent group is. Yeah, but but CH is different, right? Isn't it? Is it? Well, they're, they're, whatever, whatever. There's, oh, access. I was thinking access. AXS is, <laughs> is the, the impact, with, right, on access TV, but then there's yeah. access. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but I mean, but that's that's the thing. You, you've got these, uh, this company, you know, and you said BCW. That was the best company in Ontario and Michigan for 20 years. I mean, the, the, the names and the stuff that he did, the guys he brought in. I mean, you know, the best thing, remember when they, they came into TNA, him and Team Canada? That was awesome it was refreshing you know it was good and then dixie took over so <laughs> you know i mean that's another example of somebody not knowing who thinks anybody can book wrestling no you can't dixie go sell um your show in syndication to tv stations or whatever you were doing in other countries and handle some of the business side of things you know even the business side of things she was screwing up paying guys, some guys too much and bringing in different people and you know like the way they she did business scrutiny the the tv station told you we do not want vince russo so what she does does she do she tells him vince russo's gone and she has still has him in it and she linked him in an email and they're like um what the hell is this it's like so i can't even say business why she was great because she screwed that up too but uh you can't have guys that don't know wrestling you gotta i don't care what anybody says you need to have a Somebody that understands wrestling, booking wrestling in, in that business aspect role. Vince McMahon knew wrestling. He grew up when he went to live with his father. He learned from the bottom up. He was putting the brings and doing whatever before that uh, that uh, commentator tried to hold up Vince Sr. for money. And he goes, well, you're out, Vince Jr. You're commentating tonight. 
And that was his start. But he was around watching it and saw it. And senior, senior felt confident enough. You've got to understand and love wrestling. Corporate not won't necessarily work. Corporate doesn't give a shit about wrestling. All they give a shit about is the money. We saw that with WCW. And they were still making money and they didn't give a shit because they didn't like wrestling. Well, at the end of the day, it's all the dollars and cents. And if you're not making sense, you sure as hell want the dollars. Yeah, well, that, and that's and that's it. And, and I mean, you got to have the money, but you got to have that passion, in my opinion, I think to make it. And that's what will always hold back any company going after or trying to beat WWE. And the only real competition when it comes to, say, with Tony Khan is because he loves wrestling. Anybody can say what they want about him. He loves wrestling. You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea.